News, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big mo- uh, Monday. Halloween, Jeff. Uh, all the Boom. Goop, all the goop. <laughs> goblins and goobers and everything. The kids, co- folks, watch the kids tonight. They're going to be out, I think, Halloween times are 6 to 8, I do believe, here in the city. Yeah, and you know, I, I saw a headline. Uh, don't worry about tainted candy. Uh, the most dangerous thing on Halloween is in your driveway. Yeah. Talking about your car. So, yeah, be careful out there. Yeah, the kids be running around town uh, from 6 to 8, I do believe. And uh, whether we have uh, Frankensteins or gobblers or princesses or whatever the case may be, watch out for the kids tonight, folks. It's going to be dark. And they'll be out trick-or-treating, a uh, fun time of the year for these uh, young people. And, uh, you know, try and find some way to put something reflective on uh, the back of uh, those kids yeah. uh, walking around. Yeah. And also profitable time for the dentist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, i got a lot of friends that are dentists. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, sports-related uh, here on a big month. Man, the Saints yesterday. I who, mean, who showed up? Man, Gee, I mean, uh, at one time, the, the Raiders hadn't. Crossed the 50-yard line, I think maybe midway or late in the fourth quarter when they finally crossed midfield. Yeah, when the announcer said that, I said, come to think of it, yeah, they had not. Uh, man, alive. Defense was relentless. Uh, the offense capable enough, uh, but the defense kept putting the offense in a great position. And how many times uh, do you say the best offense is a good defense? That's right. Uh, and, I mean, gee, uh, the Saints just – uh, probably one of the best games they've played in ages, I think, even when uh, Peyton was there and Breeze. Grant, granted, Oakland, uh, Oakland, Las Vegas, a 2-4 and four team coming in. Not True. exactly world beaters, although um, the car kid uh, is uh, probably respected more so by others than me. But, but, again, Saints defense was fantastic. Unbelievable. Carr went 15 out of 26 for 101 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. In a rating of 50.3, while Stedham, who came in uh, later on for him, uh, I guess somewhere in the middle of the fourth quarter, went 8 for 13 for 72 yards. Jacobs, 10 carries, 43 yards. His longest run was 16. And he had come into the game, I think, with a couple or two or three hundred-yard games. And the Saints just shut him down. Uh, Defensive line, I haven't seen him play like that since maybe last year when they're one of the top defenses in the league. Um, uh, elsewhere, uh, their leading receiver, you know, uh, Morrow from out of Jesuit High School in LSU had six catches for 31 yards, uh, no scores, but uh, he was targeted nine times. Hollins was their other receiver, and the big receiver, you know, Adams, Devontae Adams, caught one ball in that game for three yards, and he was targeted five times in that regard, but uh, the Saints defense just uh, stood up, uh, the kicker, Andy Dalton wasn't sacked either. And they've got a couple of really fine defensive players, too, in that, in that team. And Crosby uh, can create a lot of problems for people. And uh, just amazing that uh, Andy Dalton had a free reign pretty much uh, uh, yesterday as he went 22 out of 30 for 229 yards, two scores, no picks, quarterback rating of 117.2. And even Taysom Hill got into it. Uh, he threw one pass for only two yards, though. But Kamara, uh, 18 carries, 62 yards, a score. Uh, Hill, 10 carries, 61 yards. Uh, elsewhere, Washington, four carries, 13 yards. Kamara, nine catches 
for 96 yards, two TDs. That last one was a thing of beauty. Uh, he was targeted 10 times. Olave, five for 52. Shahid, three for 38. Uh, and uh, the Saints just uh, probably played uh, the best, most assuredly the best game so far this year as they shut down Oakland, who was averaging 400 yards, I think, a game in total offense. Uh, Saints uh, went about their business and uh, – and Las Vegas came in as a one-point pick. Of course, uh, you'd have to imagine that the way the Saints have played uh, the last three or four weeks in that regard, uh, especially from since the London game where they had a chance to win that game. And the Vikings, uh, to my knowledge, uh, 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 still rolling. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they're seven and one. And what's amazing, uh, the backup as we had, as they call it, a uh, little uh, football extra, I should say, is that they put the Carolina Atlanta game on. And uh, Carolina, for all practical purposes, scoring on a Hail Mary late in the game, uh, ties it up and just need an extra point to put it away. And D.J. Moore, their fine receiver, uh, celebrating in the end zone, takes his helmet off, which is a cardinal rule. And the uh, Panthers were penalized 15 yards as uh, Atlanta elected to take the penalty on the extra point. And their kicker, Panero, misses uh, an extra point as it goes wide left. And they play go to overtime. Atlanta has uh, – the Carolina, rather, has a chance to win it again. And he missed a 33-yard field mm. goal. And uh, Atlanta goes down to uh, score and uh, win the ball game. And guess who's in first place in the NFC South? Atlanta now at 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, unbelievable. And if the uh, – if Carolina had beaten them yesterday, like it looked like they would in the late in the game, all th- all five, four teams would have three and five records. Mm. Uh, amazing, and uh, but Carolina, due to the fact that if they'd have won yesterday, they'd have been three and zero oh in the uh, in the con- uh, division, yeah. beating Tampa Bay, the Saints, and Atlanta. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Anywhere elsewhere around the NFL yesterday, of course, a Monday night game tonight, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore takes care of Tampa Bay, 27-22. Denver over Jacksonville, that was the game in London, 21-17. Uh, of course, I mentioned Atlanta getting past Carolina, 37-34. Dallas, man, Dallas looked pretty good against your Bears, uh, Jeff. Uh, mm-hmm. They man, they were up and down the field. Yeah, as excited as I was Monday night, Saint fans are excited after yesterday's game. Be careful, uh, it's a big letdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the Bears uh, couldn't didn't move the ball well early on, and Dallas couldn't be stopped in that first half uh, until the late interception. Uh, Dak Prescott, with just a few seconds left, tried to force something, and the Bears intercepted. Ended up with a field goal. And that was the only time we stopped them in the first half from scoring. And it looked like the Bears were getting into a bit of a groove. And then uh, a few different mistakes, uh, mishaps, uh, put Dallas in a good position. They took advantage of those mistakes. And uh, the point, uh, was it 48-28 the final, I think? 49-29. Yes. 28. Okay. So again, uh, point differential looked bad, but really uh, it was it was a better game than the score would indicate, but there are just a couple of collapses that the Bears just didn't overcome. Yeah, uh, and Tony Pollard earned his pay yesterday. 14 carries, 131 yards, three scores, and uh, long of 54 uh catching the ball. He had one catch for 16 yards. But uh, what a game he put on. Uh, Prescott, five carries, 34 yards. Uh, Davis, eight for 23. 
Turpin one for 11, Lamb one for one. Uh, elsewhere, Prescott was 21 out of 27, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and the one pick you'd mentioned. Uh, uh, Lamb was there, and I take that back, Schultz, the tight end, was their leading receiver with six catches, 74 yards, uh, and just uh, seven extra points uh, uh, made by uh, Mayer. And uh, they, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five, five sacks uh, or four sacks, one, two, three, four, four sacks against uh, um, Mr. Uh, Fields. So um, right now, Dallas uh, feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, but in that division yesterday, uh, the Giants f uh, found uh, Seattle's, who's playing pretty good football right now. The Giants go down to Seattle 27 to 13. Of course, the late game last night, Buffalo uh, pretty much had the game in hand. Uh, Green Bay made a, a comeback, uh, but uh, just they got beat by 10 as Aaron Rodgers uh, tried to bring them back. Uh, I don't know if they even ran the ball much uh, last night, Green Bay. Uh, in that, you know, they were running the ball last night, I should say, in that regard. As they, uh, you know, Rogers. They're looking for receivers. Yeah. Uh, at the trade deadline, uh, look for Green Bay to find a receiver. And you mentioned Devontae Adams with the, the Raiders, and I'm thinking uh, now uh, Packers are screaming for receivers. That's right. That's right. Detroit had a, was leading Miami for most of the game yesterday, and Miami comes back uh, late to beat the, the Lions. Uh, in a close game uh, elsewhere, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Minnesota takes down uh, Arizona, New England. You dodged it by a game, Jeff, as uh, uh, New England takes down the Jets 22 to 17. And of course, uh, head coach uh, Belichick uh, passes Papa Bear uh, at 325 wins. I do believe Shula's uh, next in his lights if he stays around that long. Uh, He's got 347 wins, so uh, that's two seasons. Yeah, it's going to take a while. You're right, and then you've got to hope you can win 10 or 12 games yeah, in true, this season, true. since he's behind him by 22 games. So, uh, anyway, uh, NFL football yesterday, and like I said, uh, DJ Moore, uh, you know, he takes off his helmet. You know, you think a veteran would know better. And uh, it cost the uh, Carolina Panthers the game. I'm not so sure if I've been one of his teammates. I might have gone up to him and socked him uh, because he, he literally cost yeah. him a win and uh, with his antics. So uh, you think veteran players would know better in that regard uh, with uh, the NFL. So anyway, a lot of folks know that we have Coach Ryan Antoine on today around uh, 730. He'll come on to uh, talk about his Westgate Tigers and uh, – I think they end up the year playing Northside. Um, we'll have that game Thursday night. Okay. And uh, elsewhere in the NFL, too, want to let just people know, popping uh, with regards. Well, uh, San Francisco, again, looked good yesterday uh, as the Rams are just trying to find something. Uh, 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 McCaffrey, I mean, he was catching them, he was throwing them, and he was running them in uh, yesterday. McCaffrey throws one for 34 yards and a score. Uh, he also carried the ball 18 times for 94 yards in a score, and he also caught it eight times for 55 yards in a score. So he threw one, he ran one, and he caught one. Tell me what, uh, San Francisco has had the Rams number. I, I think they've won now eight of nine. I think before so, the game it was seven of eight. And uh, similar reminded me of the same situation against Tampa Bay when they had beat them like five straight times except that postseason game. And it was the same for the Rams knocking off San Francisco in the uh, 2021. Was it 
2021 or 2020? It was 2021 because yeah, it, it was on their way to the NFC Super Bowl. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And uh, Garoppolo, uh, 21 out of 25 for 235 yards, two scores in that regard. Uh, he also had one carry for three yards. But McCaffrey was the story of that game. Ayuk, also the receiver, uh, number 11, I think he wears, uh, he caught six of them for 81 yards, a score. He caught the uh, halfback pass from uh, McCaffrey for 34 yards all by himself. He trotted the last five to ten yards into the end zone for the score. Uh, in the meantime, uh, San Francisco, uh, they look pretty good, Jeff. Uh, you got to keep an eye on them. The Rams are having a lot of problems right now. And uh, San Francisco, you know, they will play the Saints later on this year. I'm not sure where yet. Uh, but San Francisco's off this weekend, so uh, they'll celebrate along with Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco are all off this weekend uh, with that. The Saints, uh, the Saints will tr- uh, entertain the Baltimore Ravens who come in 5-3 and three, um, as of uh, this morning trying to see uh, the Baltimore comes in a three-point choice uh, over the Saints. Uh, Saints, uh, of course, shut out the Raiders yesterday and probably their finest game of the year, as we mentioned earlier on the on the show. Um, that is Monday night. Uh, it is. Monday night, 7-15. Uh, on, uh, I guess, Monday night is uh, ESPN. Or, and sometimes they throw them on ABC, too. I know. That's, uh, that's what uh, – well, let me just – let me pull that up uh, quickly. And I'm not see. sure if we have a Manning cast uh, next Monday. That's right. It is on ESPN. Okay. So uh, I look forward to have a Manning cast. I think they said they were going to be on 10 times this year, 12 times this year. Uh, in that, I've yet to watch them this year. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, don't know with that in the meantime. So um, NFL football, um, we'll talk a little more, uh, I want to say, uh, NCAA. And, of course, the World Series moves to Philadelphia tonight uh, as the uh, Astros and the Phillies are all tied up at one apiece. Uh, going tonight for each team, uh, Lance McCullers Jr. for the Astros. Nor uh, Guard is uh, going for the uh, Phillies. Uh, uh, Lance McCullers is four and two with a two two or two point two seven ERA, while uh, Guard is ten and ten with a three nine four. Uh, Astros are a betting favorite minus one eighty over and under eight. And uh, the reason is to like the Astros tonight. Uh, as they head to Philadelphia. But I understand there might be a chance of a little rain up there tonight. And uh, we'll see uh, if that comes out to play. The temperature up there will be around 63 degrees tonight at Citizens Bank Park uh, for the Astros, Jeff. And um, all tied up at one. Uh, Usually the team that wins this third game usually has a pretty good chance uh, uh, to move uh, on to the championship or win the championship. So uh, big game tonight for both teams in that regard, uh, and had a little info that I pulled up. Uh, I wanted to call it out Friday before the first game, but I found it uh, here. And one big thing, uh, Philly versus Houston, a brief history. And the 22 uh, World Series would just be the third postseason series between these two major sports teams uh, from Philadelphia and Houston. And the first time in over 40 years, looking back, their first two playoff meetings couldn't happen today due to the Astros win the National League. So they couldn't have been in the World Series. Uh, meanwhile, elsewhere, the, in 1980, the, in the NLCS, the Phillies beat the Astros 3-2, to two, which was one of the most dramatic playoff series in Major League history, with four of the five games going to extra innings. Phillies won games four and five in the Astrodome, uh, both in ten innings. 
1980. You ready? The Phillies, the Eagles, the 76ers, and the Flyers all made the championship round mm. in 1980. But only Phillies won it all. And the Astros moved to the AL, of course, in 2013 uh, to balance the leagues with three divisions. Uh, I still think the Brewers should have gone <laughs> to the National League, I mean the American League, because that's where they were for many years. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, yeah, I, I have only one uh, thing to say about the commissioner of baseball back then, mm-hmm. make sure the uh, the Brewers were in the National League. And, and, that, it, and that was um, you know, one of the terms of the sale. If, if the Astros weren't being sold at that time, that may not have occurred, but they had a little leverage on the new owners. We're not, right. we're not going to approve the sale if you don't Amazing. agree to move to the AL. Amazing. So. And Bud Sillick had a lot to do with that, oh, yeah. too. Anyway, uh, between the lines, Houston's the fifth largest metro area in the U.S., and Philadelphia is the seventh largest. They're similar in size. Philly has enjoyed four more sports success, historically speaking. So that's largely due to its uh, team simply being around longer. The uh, athletics, for example, oh, yeah. won five World Series from 1910, 11, 13, 29, and 30. Both the Astros were even founded in 62. Houston also doesn't have an – a hockey league, a national hockey league team, making it the largest U.S. market without a complete set of teams of the big four sports. Too. You know, it surprises me, too, because the Arrows, the Houston Arrows, uh, were an AHL team. Right. And they had some success. Didn't Gordy Howe play with them? I want to say earlier in the year, he and his son played together, I think. They made that a big would have deal been, out of that. That would have been, if, if so, uh, was there sometime uh, – trying to remember Chicago Cougars were a professional hockey team they were opposite the NHL in right. their rival league and Gordy may have played with a team like that that's what I'm thinking yeah. too he played I think he I don't know if he retired and retired or just moved to a new league to for whatever it meet monetary that purposes early or, to mid 70s that occurred yeah and I, I don't know why I thought that he might have played in Houston for a while because I remember seeing uh, billboards uh, talking about him and whatever the case may be. But uh, a baseball thing tonight, uh, Astros, uh, Philadelphia, as they look to uh, somebody take the lead in this series. Uh, Astros hit the ball. Only team uh, in the league with 5-0 leads in uh, two games and losing with the first one and winning the second one. I think it ended up being 6-1, to one, losing the first one, seven. I mean 6-5 to five on a – a solo homer in the top of the 10th uh, by uh, the Phillies. So, uh, interesting series out there. Of course, the Saints on their way. Uh, we'll have, uh, uh, after uh, Coach Antoine, we'll talk about the NCAA college poll that came out yesterday. Uh, and Coach Ryan Antoine, we'll have him on in our next segment in a few moments. So, uh, stick with us here on Kane Radio. Uh, Coach Antoine, boy, Jeff, <laughs> that district, that Westgate's in four of the top – teams in the state in uh, 4A uh, with regards to the St. Thomas Moore Cougars, uh, all the Turlings, uh, uh, along with uh, um, LCA, who moved up this year. They're basically a double-A school playing Mm -hmm. in 4A football, similar to John Curtis, a double-A school playing in 5A in the city of New Orleans. So uh, uh, just amazing uh, with the size of the student body they have there. So, Yeah, I I always marvel they've got – 
Um, 100 guys on campus, but 88 are on the football team. <laughs> it's just amazing how that uh, occurs. That, that's correct. So anyway. Non-football players need not apply <laughs> to uh, John Curtis. Oh, uh, oh yes. And, uh, and of course, uh, the uh, head coach is, uh, for all practical purposes, uh, I think he's the all-time winningest coach in high school football. Coach, if you coach a team for 54 years, I mean, you you tend to uh, win some games along the way. And, and as long as your name is the same as the school's <laughs> name, pretty good chance you're not going to get tossed. And his father was the founder yes. of the school back in the day, and uh, uh, he, I think he was the head coach at 21, 22 years old. So uh, anyway, uh, just about ready to take our first break. Well, I, I do want to clarify, uh, Gordie Howe played with the Houston Arrows, but they were a World Hockey Association oh, okay. team, which was – uh, that same league as the Chicago Cougars. Okay. But the Houston Arrows I was referring to were an AHL minor league team. Oh, you know, okay. The, the highest level of minor league ho- hockey associated with the NHL. And they had some success. I'm not sure why the team uh, moved or folded, what happened. But uh, it still surprises me uh, Houston has not uh, acquired. Now, now that Seattle has the most recent franchise, there must not have been a big push by Houston area folks to get a, a hockey franchise, uh, it's a shame. They got the great facility there in the, the same arena the uh, Rockets play in. Uh, so I'm not sure why they didn't push. Uh, certainly they would probably have. They must have done some study to, to say it just wouldn't work for yeah, 81 I, I, games. The demographics might lend to that too, so uh, not sure uh, why. But uh, the fourth largest city in the country I mean, Houston, I think the metro area of Houston is larger than uh, the population of the state of Louisiana. Just the metro area. I think the same thing with Dallas and possibly even uh, uh, San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio surprised me. They're like the seventh or eighth largest city they, in the They're country. up there. That's right. They're right. They, they're probably definitely in the top ten, I can assure you. And Dallas is also in the top ten. So the three of the biggest cities uh, in the country are right there in Texas. So. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our break, and uh, we'll try to see if we get uh, Coach Ryan Antoine on the line uh, with regards to his game last week against uh, Father Turlings. I mean, excuse me, uh, St. Thomas Moore. And uh, you listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach Antoine right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go Go to AnswerToPain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Cane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Cane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. I repeat again, today's Halloween, and uh, the kiddies will be out tonight. So, folks, you got to watch those young youngsters. Uh, they're going to be out all over the place in that regard uh, with uh, trick-or-treating tonight from 6 to 8, I do believe the times are here uh, locally. So uh, watch the trick-or-treaters tonight. Of course, if you have a little goblin or a ghost appear at your door, hopefully you can treat them right. And uh, it's a pretty big night for all these youngsters. I think it's under 12 is a cutoff, I do believe. I have no, Would there be a limitation on that? I'm pretty sure oh, there that's is. That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, 14-year-olds need candy, too. Come on. <laughs> I think we have Coach Antoine on the line. Um, hi, you're in the air. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Coach. Coach good morning. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Coach. Uh, I know uh, disappointment last week as uh, the Tigers' journey to uh, Lafayette to take on uh, St. Thomas Moore. Uh, got behind kind of early, but made a late comeback, Coach. You just need a little more time on that old clock <laughs> to catch those Cougars. And why don't you let our listeners know a little bit what transpired in that game. And, of course, uh, later on this week you uh, have a game against, I believe, uh, against Northside. Is that correct? Yes, yes, play Northside on Thursday. Okay. Uh, like I said, play- I'm so, yes, yeah, playing against uh, STM uh, kind of basically just ran out of time. Uh, started, uh, you know, a little too late, you know, and I mean, I, I think like, you know, I'll, I'll take the blame for, you know, a lot of that got there kind of late for the game and feel like, you know, we kind of, you know, let the momentum hit us early and then just couldn't, you know, couldn't rally back uh, down at one point in time, 28 to 7, and then got down uh, coming right out of halftime, 35 to 7. Uh, guys started playing real well, you know, kind of in the second half. We kind of, you know, found our groove and found some things. Uh, scored 28 points in the third quarter. Uh, like I said, kind of guys started playing real well and, you know, kind of stuck back on defense and, you know, just found some things that started working for us. I think it's a little bit, you know, too late, uh, you know, playing against a, a good team like St. Thomas Moore right now, the number one team in, uh, in 4A. Uh, you know, uh, like I say, you just, got, you, you just can't let those good teams like that get, get the momentum, especially uh, beat those guys on the road. They're a real good team at home. So we just have to, you know, continue to keep on working. Like, you know, we love the effort that our guys showed, you know, because playing at the same time more good teams like that, you could easily fall down and game could have been 60 to 7. It could have been a blowout. 
Uh, so guys played hard. We did some good things, uh, you know, and just I just felt like, you know, we just came you know, came up a little short and ran out of time. So, you know, definitely, you know, excited about what happened. I feel like we caught our group a little later, and uh, we'll try to take that on this weekend play Northside on Thursday. What, what do you think the keys are to having a better start? Uh, just coming out there more prepared, I feel. You know, uh, like I said, we didn't get to the field Friday. Uh, you know, kind of ran into some traffic issues, and I think we, I left school a little later than I should have. Uh, we didn't get that to about six forty, six forty-five. Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take that. You know, that to blame. You know, with that, I should have left a little earlier. We did some different things. You know, in our walkthroughs than than normal. So, you know, we'll kind of go back to our old, you know, our old ways and try to do some things. I want to kind of get off the bus and just warm up. But I feel like you know we kind of you know got caught in some things on Ambassador Caffrey. Uh, you know, that kind of held us up a little bit. But you know, that I, you know we'll take that and I'll, I'll work on that. I'll make sure we better prepare for that. And I just feel like, you know, just coming out there ready. I mean, we, we kind of found some things that worked well for us. Offensive Jabari Antoine had a real good game, you know, threw for over almost 300 yards. Dedrick Latoulis caught for over 150 yards, and Maju Jean ran for over 100. And guys played well, and you know, some other guys made, do, did, did some good things from other good spots. You know, just come out there you know, faster earlier, and I think we'll be okay. You've had a couple of days now to study north side. What do you know about the Vikings uh, at this point? Uh, talented team, uh, like I say, you know that, you know, like I say, just I think sometimes a little outmatched this district. Uh, they're not a bad team at all. You know, every every year you see an improvement in those guys, and you're just kind of hoping that they're not, the, you know, you're not the team where they figure it out. You know, so I, I definitely feel if we come out like the way we came out last week. You know, we can put ourselves in a bind. So we got to make sure that we go out there and be ready to go. I mean, you know, they're right now they're they're sitting in the last spot, uh, to, you know, to get into the playoffs in their district. I, I mean, I'm sorry, in their division. So they definitely need this game to get in the playoffs. So they're going to come out ready to go and go give us everything that they have. So we got to make sure that we're ready for it. You know, when I first got to town some 20 years ago, they were pretty much a powerhouse. Uh, and uh, obviously they've had some administrative issues, some coaching issues along the way that uh, hurt that program. But I wonder, too, how much uh, LCA has hurt that program. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I know, I know when Trevor was there, you know, they were kind of doing some, some better things and everything like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, I really don't kind of, you know, speak too much about all that, you know, going back and forth with the recruiting stuff or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I just think the biggest thing is like, you know, I know when they lost coach Vince and, you know, some had some administrative issues, you know, some things kind of went, you know, down from there. So, and that's just the importance of having, you know, strong leadership. I think that goes a long way in guys in administration and people at the top that believe in sports, you know, that goes a long way. I think Ms. Moore, she does an amazing job of believing in us and believing what we do you know, as an administrator, as an athletic program. So I think that, you know, that definitely helps that because when you don't have that support, you definitely struggle. Yeah, no doubt. Do you feel Northside's on the right track uh, in uh, turning things around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it. I mean, you can see, you know, they, they got first with like, oh, wow, they got some guys and, you know, they're making some plays. I just, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, they're kind of out, man, you know, in, in this district. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough to win a game in this district. I don't care what team you are, you know, and so, I mean, you look at it with, you know, the us, STM, Turlins, LCA, you know, all those games, every time you see one, other, one of us play, those games could have kind of went either way. So, I mean, you know, that's top, you know, four of the top teams in the state, you know, all in one district right now, you know, and just battling every single night. So you just got to be ready for it. And, you know, I think it'll only do, it'll only make them better. I mean, we were there, we were in that place, you know, about six, seven years ago. So it totally understand how it goes. You just got to keep your head down and work. And, you know, more and more you start seeing improvement. All right, Thursday night game. Uh, any different uh, situation Thursday night versus Friday night? 
No, same thing. Uh, we're going to play at 7 o'clock. Admission will be $10. Uh, we don't play a JV game this week. Uh, like I said, we kind of wrapped our JV season up last week. Uh, you know, guys did well. They went 7-2. and two. They, did, they had a good JV uh, season. So now we're kind of, you know, taking the guys we need on to the varsity, you know, and, to, and for the playoff run. And we'll tell those other guys, you know, kind of, you know, get ready for their next sports and, you know, do some things. So, you know, excited about, you know, our future and guys that did, guys did well with that. And got a lot of guys that are playing right now. So definitely, you know, you know, uh, like I say, 7 o'clock. Ten dollars would be playing on Thursday, though. Uh, Coach, uh, do you? Uh, I had to do my homework this morning. Uh, where are y'all in the power ratings right now, uh, with regards? Well, you'll have a home game uh, in the playoff situation, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, we, we should have. You know, born. No, you know, we don't. You know, drop a game Friday night. Uh, we should have a home game uh, Friday. I mean, we'll be somewhere around the. You know, either you know somewhere around the top ten or, or above or right below it. So I mean, it's. It all depends on kind of what happens around us, you know, who wins, who sure. loses, whatever. You know, right now we just gotta go and play outside. Like I said, to be honest with you, we don't really know. I don't. I haven't really paid attention to this new division stuff this year because I don't understand it. Okay. So we we we, we go just play football and just you know whoever whoever they put us with, that's what we'll play. Yeah, I, with four teams, uh, the top four teams getting a buy a twenty eight team bracket, but playing like a thirty two team bracket where, again, the top four teams get uh, a bye, so I would imagine you got 12 teams. Uh, the the next 12 would have home games, if my math right. is correct. So, Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to go with you on that. You seem like you got more sense than most people <laughs> in Baton Rouge, so I'm going to trust your logic. All right. Well, Coach, we do look forward to being out there Thursday. Uh, Keith will be roaming the sidelines, and uh, I know we'll talk to you uh, pregame Thursday, but as always, thanks for joining us on these Monday mornings. Oh, anytime. Anyway, thank you, Coach. Good luck to you uh, Thursday night. Thank you. Uh-huh. you bet. Uh, again, Coach Ryan Antoine, appreciate him. We had a little phone tag going on there, but I appreciate him calling back and uh, joining us as he has uh, all these Monday mornings uh, going back to maybe a week or two before the season began. Yeah, uh, really appreciate that, Coach, and good luck to the Tigers. Uh, I know you, uh, as Jeff mentioned, if, with four of the top ten teams in the uh, in 4A, in your, and you've got to play three of them, uh, including yourself being in that top ten. Uh, and it's, it's a shame then they don't see them in the postseason. That's right. All th- the other three schools, they're all in the select uh, brackets, and you know, uh, one you'd like to be able to exact a little revenge, uh, but uh, it's just, it just kind of a shame. But it does make you then – Think about what the postseason opportunities present, though, too. That's right. They're, so. they're, they're tested. They're battle-tested, to say la- the least. Last year, Westgate got beat by St. Aug over there uh, in a game. Uh, Saturday afternoon game. Yeah, just coach, strange game. Similarly, Coach Antoine took some of the hit on that, saying he didn't have them kind of mentally prepped for that yeah. situation. Uh, Two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour bus ride. So, uh, And then their other loss was to LCA. Uh, which uh, played for a championship and I think got beat last year in, in uh, the uh, Division Three game. But uh, this year, uh, who knows? A lot of talent on that team. And uh, who knows, once they get into uh, the playoffs, uh, they uh, straighten themselves out, meaning and uh, not having to play three of the top ten teams in that uh, division. So uh, good luck to Coach, and uh, I know he'll do a good job uh, in that regard So for the Tigers. Uh, Anyway, uh, elsewhere, Jeff, uh, the AP college football poll is out uh, this morning, or it came out yesterday afternoon sometime. Of course, Georgia still in the driver's seat. Uh, 
in the number one position. They got 31st place votes, tied for second, both Ohio State and Tennessee. Uh, Ohio State got 15 first place votes. They list them second uh, 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 numerically. And Tennessee, tied with them, uh, had 18 first place votes. You think it would have been the other way around with the voting concern. Not sure if maybe they alphabetized it or not. But in fourth place, Michigan who uh, struggled a little bit against uh, one of their in-state rivals in Michigan State. Clemson comes in at fifth, Alabama sixth, TCU seventh, Oregon eighth, ninth is USC, tenth is UCLA, and I don't know if you want to go ahead and maybe take that call. It's actually the business line. Okay. All right. That would just uh, go to the uh, answer machine. Uh, Elsewhere, coming in at 11, uh, Ole Miss uh, with their one loss. Uh, They moved up four spots. As uh, they they won a big game uh, over the weekend. Uh, Utah at 12th. Kansas State comes in at 13th with two losses. Uh, they and Utah both are two loss teams uh, in the top 12. Uh, I should say top 13. Elsewhere, Illinois, the Fighting Illini, come in at 14th. LSU moves up uh, three spots. They come in at 15th. Penn State dropped three. Uh, they're 16th. North Carolina moved up four spots to 17th. Oklahoma State have to get mauled by Kansas State. They moved down nine spots. That was amazing. Yeah, just I mean w- nine versus 22, I think, and they just get hammered like that. Yeah, Kansas State beat them what 48 nothing, and and Oklahoma State's one of the highest scoring teams in the country. I think they were averaging 45, 48 points a game, and they get shut out. Wow. Anyway, the Green Wave, they come in at 19th. They move up four spots at 7-1. They were off this week. They head to Tulsa uh, Saturday uh, for our 11 o'clock game. Uh, Wake Forest uh, dropped 10 spots after they uh, were uh, awakened rudely by Louisville, I think on two or three pick sixes. Uh, elsewhere, North Carolina State, 6-2, and two, move up uh, three spots. Syracuse uh, losing to Notre Dame. They moved down six spots. Liberty uh, wasn't rated last week. They're now 23rd, along with Oregon State, who's 6-2. and two. Uh, They come in at 24th. And UCF, uh, Central Florida, weren't rated last week. They come up since they downed Cincinnati over the weekend in a tight game. So uh, that's your top uh, 25 college football. And uh, just about time for a break, Jeff. Anything late-breaking you may have? No, I did uh, update the LHSAA unofficial power rankings as of Yesterday, so these include um, this past weekend's games, and Westgate sitting at number twelve currently, uh, very tight uh, uh, with uh, Benton uh, on top of them and Denham Springs behind them. Uh, but they'd definitely be in a position to get a home game. Uh, but who that would be against? Probably around uh, uh, seventeen or eighteen teams. So uh, well, and, and also you got to remember uh, with those power rankings, is that the uh, non-select? This is non-select. Okay, I thought maybe they Division happened. one. Remember, they... Oh, that's with, right. With only, You're correct. With only five uh, previous five classifications, but those five non-select classifications are playing in four divisions for the postseason. Yeah. And so Westgate in with the uh, 5A schools yeah, as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're correct about that. Yeah, because when you mentioned Denham Springs, I said to myself, yeah. Denham Springs is a 5A school. Right, Light right. bulb. Okay, exactly. and that, that uh, all comes uh, to back. Well, in the meantime, let's go ahead and take our break. Uh, you listen to Bayou Sports here on Halloween uh, as uh, on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. 
Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack on Saturday, the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer is now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlo, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Halloween day, uh, October the 31st, a big Monday. And again, as we reiterate throughout the broadcast, watch out for those goblins and ghosts tonight. You know, they'll be out trick-or-treating so those young people from 6 to 8 o'clock. So we ask you to be very careful as a lot of these young kids are uh, looking for candy and uh, might get wayward a little bit. So be careful when you drive through neighborhoods and uh, elsewhere throughout town. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, you know, well, stick with us, folks. At 8 o'clock, we'll have Bob Rose on to talk about the Saints' big win uh, over the weekend, Sunday, and uh, who would have believed it, uh, the way they played. Anyway, uh, also, um, uh, college football uh, over, uh, we talked about the, the top 25 poll, but the Tigers were off this weekend. So was Alabama. And that's going to be a big showdown, Jeff, here uh, Saturday in Tiger Stadium and uh, 6 o'clock kickoff, if my mind serves me right in that regard, uh, as the Tigers will bring uh, yes. Nick Saber into town for a big game. And, uh, you know, a lot of the rivalry. hype can officially begin now. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, also don't forget to turn uh, – uh, up your, I should say, back your clocks uh, Saturday night as we get an extra hour of uh, daylight. So it's week 10 of the college football season, and uh, a lot of big games, uh, the, some of the uh, rivalry games coming into play too uh, in that regard. Of course, um, 
La Tech takes on Middle Tennessee. Uh, the Tigers, of course, take on Alabama. The Cajuns, I'm looking uh, through the row here, they take on Troy at Saturday at 4 o'clock over at Cajun Field. So Troy comes to town with a 6-2 uh, and two record. Uh, Troy is favored by four and a half points over and under, and that game is 43. So uh, Coach uh, Mike Desimo uh, trying to get the Cajuns uh, back uh, on a winning track as they had some success uh, last week uh, against the uh, – I'm trying to recall who they beat, Arkansas State, I believe, last week uh, in a big game. So uh, Troy comes to town 6-2. and two. Uh, Cajuns fighting to uh, win that share of the Western Conf- uh, Division of uh, the Sun Belt. So uh, uh, we'll see how they fare. So uh, in the meantime, also some other big games just scrolling through, looking for any uh, uh, in the lineup where uh, ranked teams play each other other than Wake Forest at 11, North Carolina State at 24. But Clemson journeys to South Bend at 8-0 to take on the Fighting Irish. Should be an interesting ball game uh, in that regard, that time uh, between Clemson at 6.30. So uh, if you've got a picture in a picture, you might be able to watch the Tigers. Doesn't, doesn't everybody have two TVs in the living room now? <laughs> they should. They should. But, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and of course, the Quarter Tavern, one of our sponsors with right. 18 TVs. Uh, so a lot of options to watch college football on a Saturday. Of course, the big game at 2.30 a Saturday afternoon, the Volunteers, the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, take on the Georgia Bulldogs over in Athens, uh, the number one ranked team. Both come in at 8-0. Uh, pretty interesting. Georgia's at 8 One and two. Yeah, Georgia, that's right, tied for second. Georgia comes in uh, at with an eight-and-a-half uh, point favorite. The over and under the game, 66. So hmm. uh, these teams uh, – Tennessee's averaging almost 50 points a game. They lead the nation in scoring in college right now at 49.4 points a game. Georgia at six at 41.8. Tennessee leading the nation in total offense, 553 yards a game. Georgia is second at 530 yards a game. Tennessee's second in passing yards, 353 a game. Georgia is eighth at 328. Uh, rushing yards, Tennessee comes in at 25th at 200 yards a game. Georgia at 202 at 23rd in the country. Uh, third down efficiency, Tennessee at 50.5. Georgia at 52.1. Fourth down efficiency, check this out. Tennessee at 74%. Georgia at 89% on fourth down. Elsewhere, uh, uh, time of possession, Georgia, 35 minutes they hold the football out of the 60 minutes they play. Tennessee at 26.31. Of course, they score so quickly Mm. (laughs) they don't need to to hold on to the ball. Defensively, Tennessee gives up 21 points a game. That's where we see the difference at 26. Georgia at 10.5, they're second. Elsewhere, total yards, Tennessee's 83rd in the country. They give up 394 yards a game. Georgia fourth at 263. Uh, passing yards, Tennessee gives up 120, uh, 300 yards a game. They're ranked 127th. There's only 131 teams in uh, playing Division One football. Georgia gives up uh, 177. Uh, elsewhere, rushing yards, Tennessee's ninth, though. They give up 93 yards a game. Georgia is fourth, giving up uh, 85 yards a game. Should be an interesting content Saturday afternoon. I'm pretty sure that game's going to be on CBS yeah, out of sure Athens. Yeah, and uh, there at Stanford Stadium. And the weather forecast, partly cloudy with a high of 77, a low of 60. Of course, that's early in the morning. So uh, big game uh, 
don't see any chance of rain in that regard. Uh, same thing with uh, the LSU Tigers in Bama. I don't see any rain in the forecast. No, here we've got a real slight chance of rain. Yeah. Saturday. They say the mostly sunny with a high of 85. Of course, that won't be, you know, the sun will be down by then. Uh, Especially, you know, well, no, the time yeah, change, change that night. The That's next correct. Day. But it's but, still going to be yeah, dark around kickoff or getting dark. Certainly. And, uh, so, uh, Alabama's a 13 and a half point pick over the Tigers. Alabama's averaging 43 a game. The, uh, the Tigers, 35. Elsewhere, Alabama total yards, 485. LSU's 450. Uh, yards passing, Alabama 275, LSU 267. Uh, rushing, Alabama 211, LSU 183. Third down efficiency, LSU's got a better third down efficiency in Bama. LSU at 49%, uh, Alabama at 47. Elsewhere, fourth down, uh, LSU at 57, uh, Alabama at 44. Time of possession, uh, uh, Alabama at almost 31 minutes. LSU just a shade over 31 minutes. Defensively, Alabama gives up 16, almost 17 points a game. LSU 21. Total yards, Alabama 296. Uh, LSU 4, 346. Elsewhere, passing yards, Alabama gives up 202. LSU 204. And rushing yards, Alabama gives up 94. LSU 142. So uh, uh, some stats pretty even up. Uh, Bama a 13, uh, two touchdown pick, if you want to say. I wonder if that line will move with injuries during the course of the week. So anyway. I, I wonder how much momentum, if any, was lost uh, in having the bye week. They, they are coming off such a good performance against Florida. And uh, I wonder if they would have liked to have played uh, Alabama last week. Yeah, um, you really wonder about that. Uh, but I, I'm not so sure they set up uh, they set up the schedule. Each one sets up the schedule so they uh, take a week off before they play each it other. It seems it's been about nine, ten years running that they, yeah. both teams have had the bye week uh, or a bye week because they can have multiple bye weeks, but a bye week uh, before that matchup uh, yeah. for Saturday in November. Yeah, and that that game, that specific game has been specific game has been on the air almost every year as far back as I can recall. Uh even back into the uh, late 60s that game was on uh some type of uh TV. Uh just a big game for the Tigers and uh haven't had a lot of success against Alabama uh other than the 19 year uh where they took down Alabama, I believe was it twice that year? Is LSU? No, just one. Just once the regular season? Yeah, they didn't see them in the playoffs. Yeah, LSU beat uh, Clemson, that's right, for the national championship. That's the second time LSU's beaten Clemson for a national championship, too. First time was in the first year uh, they won the national championship in 58. They beat them in O Tulane Stadium 7 mm. nothing. as, I want to say, Billy Cannon threw a halfback pass to Mangum uh, to win the game 7 uh, nothing against the Clemson Tigers. So, Anyway, let's go ahead and take our break and get Bob Rose on and see what he's got to tell us about what he thought about the Saints did this weekend as they went 24 to nothing. You listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane uh, Radio, FM 107.5, AM 1240. We'll be back with Bob Rose right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. 
The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack on Saturday, the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer is now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU with no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on uh, Halloween uh, as the uh, Saints had a big win yesterday. On the line with us is Bob Rose. And Bob, uh, man, Marie Laveau must have had a, some kind of voodoo on the radio yesterday. Uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, I tell, you, I tell you what, New Orleans always plays well at home around Halloween games. Uh, you know, and they... They, uh, yeah, they, they sure slashed the Raiders up like an old horror movie yesterday, didn't they? They did, and uh, I mean, I recall I mentioned to a buddy who was watching the game, and I said, you know, I would believe that the Raiders have crossed up midfield in this game. And he said, not you mentioned, I agree with you, and they hadn't until late in the game when they crossed midfield. Yeah, yeah, they didn't cross midfield until you know two two minutes left in the game. Uh, you know, so, so you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, this is by far the most dominant defensive performance we have seen from the Saints this year. Uh, you know, and given that they were doing it without Marshawn Lattimore on the back end, makes it even more impressive. Uh, you know, I tell you, I, I, I was really impressed with that unit yesterday. Yeah, not only that, but the young rookie uh, out of Tennessee, the defensive halfback, played a pretty good game. Earlier in the game, he, he got beat on a couple plays, but uh, mostly all. Oh, check the stats. Devontae Adams, one catch, three yards. You wonder if he's wondering if he should still be in Green Bay. <laughs> he might wish he was, uh, yeah. But uh, but but yeah, you're right. And you know, guys, let's pat all of ourselves on the back because we were singing the praises of Elante Taylor last week at this time. Uh, you know, uh, after his impressive performance against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, re- really the only Saints defender that showed up in the desert that night. Uh, you know, and he just uh, you know, he he capitalized on that momentum. Uh, you know, and he really and the I thought the entire secondary played very good football. Uh, you know. 
Yeah, but yeah, Taylor definitely led the way. And when you can hold you know, a, a receiver like Devontae Adams to just one catch, three yards on five targets, uh, you know, I mean, man, that, that's elite defense. That it is. The defensive line, it looked like they ate their Cheerios that morning uh, before the game because they harassed uh, 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 Carr so much that uh, I think they sacked him four, I don't know if it was five times, and uh, even the young rookie, uh, I should say second-year man uh, out of Houston, Porter, uh, did a fine job too. And uh, what more can you say? I mean, the Saints defense allowing Jacobs, I think, 10 carries for 43 yards when he Mm -hmm. was running up and down the field the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you're exactly right, and you know uh, we we spelled out the keys to a victory uh, against the Raiders last week. Uh, you know, by starting first with shutting down Jacobs, uh, you know, and, and that running game, uh, and then you know making Carr feel uncomfortable all uh, you know all afternoon. And you know, I, you, know you, you mentioned voodoo before. I'm thinking Dennis Allen might have you know might have brought in some of that you know uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde formula. Uh, you know, and gave it to the Saints defensive line. Uh, yeah, because you mentioned Peyton Turner. Cam Jordan had another outstanding afternoon. Marcus Davenport, who had a sack nullified by a penalty, by questionable penalty. Uh, you know, they, they all had you know, great games. Uh, you know, and even the defensive line, David Onyemata, Kentavious Street, both of those guys got penetration all four quarters. Uh, you know, and that's the key to beating a running game. Uh, you know, to, to dominating a running game is getting interior penetration and not allowing you know, a, a running back, especially one like Jacobs, uh, you know, any cutback lanes. Uh, you know, and they just snuffed them out at the point of attack. You know, Alvin Kamara after the Cardinal game talked the talk and uh, walked the walk yesterday, but is he going to sort of walk? Uh, trade rumors around Alvin Kamara. What have you heard? Uh, guys, it ain't going to happen. Uh, you know, it, it, even it, you know, worst case scenario, if the Saints would have lost yesterday, uh, you know, and fell to two and six, I think we might have seen you know, some some wheeling and dealing, but it wouldn't have been a guy like Kamara. I think it would have more likely been a guy like, uh, you know, and I'm just throwing out names. I haven't heard anything, uh, you know, like Marcus Davenport, uh, you know, or maybe Jarvis Landry. Uh, you know, guys that might not fit into their plans, uh, the Saints' plans beyond 2022 because of contractual status uh, or depth at their respective positions. Uh, you know, but and, you know, Alvin Kamara, and we were also you know, hearing some unfounded rumors about Michael Thomas. The way these contracts are structured for these guys, uh, you know, and Mickey Loomis keeps restructuring them, uh, it would have just cost the Saints way too much money in dead cap space, uh, you know, and it wouldn't have made any sense. So I think, again, even if the Saints would have lost yesterday, we might have seen some deals done, uh, you know, but you know, it would not have involved Alvin Kamara or any of their top-tier players, and it certainly won't now. You know, last week when we spoke, it hadn't been uh, announced uh, that Andy Dalton was going to be the starting quarterback despite uh, Jameis Winston being healthy enough to uh, start. Uh, obviously, yesterday he solidified his uh, role as the starter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that, and I, you know, I, I will say too, I was one of the ones scratching my head at that decision. Uh, you know, I thought that Jameis Winston, if healthy, brings more explosiveness to an offense than what Andy Dalton does. Uh, but I think Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael like how the offense responds to Dalton's skill set, uh, you know, and to Dalton's experience. 
And, you know, and I'll tell you that offensive game plan yesterday and really over the last few weeks, the way they sprinkle Taysom Hill in uh, you know, and, and allow you know, Andy Dalton to get into a little bit of a rhythm throwing the ball early, uh, you know, I, 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 we've, we've blasted the coaches in general, uh, you know, especially Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael, but I do just think that both men deserve credit for that. Uh, you know, and I find it hard to believe that uh, you know that Dalton will not be the starter going forward because, like you said, he just yeah you know, he he cemented and backed up that decision uh, you know with some really good play yesterday. And I tell you what, I'm sure he appreciated all the short fields he was getting. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, and again, you know, we we thought that this Saints team would have the bulk of their success on the defensive side of the football this, you know, this year. Uh, you know, and you know, for the most part, that unit has disappointed. Uh, but we saw what they were capable of yesterday uh you know and as long as they could keep that play going forward uh you know even with the tough schedule in front of the saints i can see a you know a, a little bit of a winning streak uh you know as a possibility we've got baltimore coming into town ta- i think it's uh, in new orleans next week yeah baltimore yes. uh, monday night uh your thoughts on the ravens uh you know L- lamar jackson is a video game cheat code um he, you know, he, he, Lamar has never impressed me as a passer, uh, you know, and you know has struggled a little bit in that area again this year. Uh, but it, you know, it, obviously, he scares, de- he gives defensive coordinators nightmares because of his legs. Uh, you know, and the Ravens, you know, under uh, under Coach John Harbaugh, they're always going to look to beat you physically on both sides of the football. Uh, you know, so the Saints are going to have to answer that challenge. Uh, you know, and physicality. With this team, with this New Orleans team, especially on the defensive side, has been a bit of a problem this year. Uh, you know, so they're go- they're going to be challenged, you know, by the Ravens. Uh, you know, Baltimore always plays good defense, and the statistics bear that out again this year. But as you guys probably know, the Ravens have lost three games by giving up big leads in the second half. So you know, uh, uh, I have to you have to love the way the Saints have started games the last few weeks on the offensive side of the football. Uh, you know, if uh, if their defense can follow suit like they did yesterday, uh, you know, I, I I don't think the Ravens have uh, you know a deep core of weapons like the Raiders and Cardinals and the you know, Bengals the last few opponents have. Uh, you know, so the key will be keeping Lamar Jackson contained. Uh, Bob, uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, the Saints uh, uh, just uh, and you know they still they're only a game or maybe a half a game <laughs> first place. I mean, if Carolina takes down Atlanta yesterday, uh, with regards to DJ uh, Moore not throwing it, taking his helmet off in a celebra- celebration rant, uh, they beat and everybody's at three and five in that division. I mean, it's still up for grabs. There's there's no doubt about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. There is no doubt about it. And even Atlanta, you know, having escaped that game with a victory, uh, you know, they only sit at four and four, a game ahead of New Orleans, like you said. And the Saints actually have a game in hand because they defeated the Falcons. So, you know, if there was a team in the NFC South to be sitting a game ahead of New Orleans, we would much rather it be the Atlanta Falcons than the Buccaneers or Panthers because both of those teams have obviously already defeated New Orleans once. So, you know, the, you know, it, perhaps even the tiebreakers, uh, you know, are slowly going to work out in the Saints' favor as far as divisional play. But, you know, uh, New Orleans certainly needs to do their job on the field and win games. All right. Well, Bob, uh, always a pleasure. We'll look forward to talking to you again in advance of uh, the Monday night Baltimore game next week. Remind us 
how we hear and uh, read your work. Uh, well, for sure, guys, and thank you for having me. Happy Halloween to all of you and your families. Uh, folks, you can follow me um, on Facebook, Bob Rose. I'm on Twitter, at BobbyR2613. All of my work is through the Saints News Network or at Saints News on Twitter. And please check out our, uh, our podcast on Wednesday nights. It's called The Bayou Blitz, uh, you know, and it's available uh, you know, on YouTube or through the Saints News Network at 8 p.m. Central Time. Real good. Bob, always a pleasure. We'll check in again next Monday. Sounds good. Have a great week, guys. You All too. Right. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate Bob Rose. And again, uh, 12 minutes after... I think it's time for it this is. day in sports history. Absolutely. On October 31st, Halloween. In 1922, the first U.S. coast-to-coast radio broadcast of a football game took place on this date. I'm not sure who that the opponents were. But in 1943, Washington Redskins' Sammy Ball throws for six touchdowns against uh, the Brooklyn team. Uh, I guess that's uh, the future. I'm not sure if that was the Giants. I don't think so. Uh, but against Brooklyn, I'm sure that was in the NFL. In 1950, the big cat, Earl Lloyd, becomes the first African-American to play a game in the NBA. Uh, his debut with uh, Washington Capitals back in the day. In 1967, Giants' Mike McCormick wins a Cy Young Award. He was a big lefty back for the Giants and also pitched uh, with a few other teams in the uh, National League. 1968, the Milwaukee Bucks win their first game, beating Detroit uh, in their sixth official game. So they were 1-5 after that win. Elsewhere in 72, Gaylord Perry wins the AL Cy Young Award. And on this date in 73, Tom Seaver does the same thing, and the NL wins the award. In 1980, uh, 1988, the first Monday night NFL game played in Indianapolis as the Colts beat the Broncos 55-23. to Elsewhere in 2014, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Frank Thomas, Bobby Cox, Tony La Russa, and Joe Torre are inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Birthdays today, born in 1943, former NFL running back uh, with the Bears and subject of a TV movie, Brian Song. Uh, Brian Piccolo, born in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and who can forget that movie uh, with regards to Brian Piccolo uh, as uh, uh, the NFL running back. Uh, just a, a great story about Brian Piccolo and paid by uh, Sonny, the, the uh, godfather, uh, in that regard. So elsewhere on this date, 1951, born on this date, college football in, uh, NCAA champ uh, coach, born in uh, Fairmont, West Virginia, Nick Saban, born on this date, Halloween. Elsewhere uh, on this date. Uh, Does that explain a lot? It might It might have, Maybe. too. You know who died on this date, too? Uh, Papa Bear, George mm. Hallis, died on this date in 1983. NFL coaching legend and pioneer owner of the Chicago Bears dies of pancreatic cancer at the age of 88. Also dying on this date in 2018, Willie McCovey, the Hall of Fame first baseman, six-time All-Star, NL MVP in 69, and home run leader in 63, 68, and 69 with the Giants, dies of an infection at 80. And also on this date dying, it has nothing to do with sports, but he always said he wanted to come back uh, one way or another after his death. Is Harry Houdini died on this date <laughs> in 1926. Uh, they still have uh, the Ouija board working for him, I do believe. Anyway, today's uh, quote of the day, but I just thought maybe the thought of the day. And uh, up on the scoreboard uh, tonight uh, in New York in a game back in 2001, 
It said, welcome to November baseball on Yankee Stadium scoreboard as the clock turned exactly midnight, November 1st, 2001, during game four of the World Series. And uh, looks like the way things are going, uh, we're going to have a World Series game in November also uh, this well, year. I guarantee it. At least uh, two, that's for sure. At least. Well, anyway. At least three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got to go, gotta to go game five. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, that's it uh, today in sports history, October the 31st. And, uh, Jeff, don't know if you have any late uh, breaking. Or I did any not other. see any breaking news, but uh, we should remember Vince Dooley, who passed away yes. on Friday. Uh, Georgia lost two legends. That's right. And they recognized them both uh, yeah. during the broadcast on Yeah, Frank, uh, Frank Trippi, too, who was an yeah. All-American running back for the uh, Bulldogs back in the day. Anyway, uh, that's a look at today in sports history. And remember, folks, the trick-or-treaters out tonight between 6 and 8. So be cautious going through neighborhoods in that regard. A lot of young people out there uh, either tricking or treating them. So uh, just be careful. Absolutely. Big thanks to our guests today, Westgate coach Ryan Antoine, Bob Rose with SI.com. And again, uh, tomorrow on the show, Terry Martin joins us at about 8 o'clock, head coach at Lorville. We'll get his thoughts on uh, uh, several topics uh, tomorrow. But, again, we'll look forward to uh, having him join us tomorrow. In the meantime, big thanks to our sponsors, including the Quarter Tavern, uh, Schwing Insurance, the Headache and Pain Center, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49. Again, that election next November, or next October, actually. Uh, but don't forget, early voting continues today, wraps up. Tomorrow for the November 8th election, but again, Jacob Landry next autumn, not this uh, election cycle. 18 minutes after news is up next, brought to us by David Funeral Homes and then Lee K and the Breakfast Club. Uh, pick up the mantle after that. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. <laughs> <laughs>